Welcome to the Dental Amigos podcast with Dr. Paul Goodman and attorney Rob Montgomery, taking you behind the scenes of the dental business world, all the things you didn't learn in dental school but wish you had. Rob is not a dentist and Paul is not a lawyer, but since Rob is a lawyer, we need to tell you that this podcast is for informational purposes only and shouldn't be considered legal advice. Listening to this podcast does not and will not create an attorney-client relationship. As is always the case, you should formally consult with legal counsel before proceeding with any legal matter. Learn more about The Dental Amigos at www.thedentalamigos.com. And now, here are The Dental Amigos. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Dental Amigos. I'm Rob Montgomery, and I'm joined, as always, by the head nacho himself, Dr. Paul Goodman. Great to be here on our off-site uh, podcast at the Dennis, uh, Greater New York Dental Meeting. Live from New York at the Darby yeah. booth. Yeah, it's The Dental, Dental Amigos. Amigos. I there like that. go. We didn't even practice that. <laughs> uh, so uh, we have uh, another really cool guest uh, coming on here, uh, Nicole Perry, who is with Darby, and she's going to talk to us about Practice Owner's Guide to Millennials. You know, why millennials are important for your practice, what things you need to be thinking about uh, in making sure that your practice is relevant for them, and, you know, again, why, why it matters and why dentists should be, uh, should be thinking about these issues. Uh, Nicole is a Minnesota native and fell in love with dentistry as a patient, not a practitioner. So it's good. We have another non-dentist here on the show. I'm outnumbered. Yeah. You are, as you sometimes are. Uh, in August of 2019, her charisma and commitment to the future of the industry brought her to CareStack, which uh, is a software gateway. Uh, Nicole brings a fresh perspective and a passion for bridging the gap from practitioner to the successful business owner to an innovator in the industry. And now, without further ado, here's Nicole Perry. Welcome, Amiga, and thanks for being on the show. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. We have a fun time here. We start with hard-hitting questions, so... Uh, uh, I love nachos. Uh, some people uh, call it an obsession. I call it a passion. But uh, if we were going to get nachos, uh, what would you? Where would we go in Minnesota, and what would you choose to order? I don't know one of the best dental places or oh, nacho places, but I would say it's probably the Mexican place right down the street from me. It's called Las Amigas. I like that. Believe it or not, uh, and I would get guacamole. I'm not a huge nacho fan, but I do love guacamole. I like guacamole too. I, oh. I can I can respect that. The avocado has been a very popular uh, popular item in our society right now. So. Big popular trend. And, and before we start, I this is I you know do a lot of this uh, uh, ranting, talking. No one knows what it is, but uh, um, I a saw here that you uh, fell in love with dentistry as a patient. Tell us about that a little bit, because I'm a dentist, and I'm I don't know how to say this best. Nobody likes me, and if I find someone that likes me, I really appreciate it. So, what do you like about the dentist? Believe it or not, I actually love my dentist. I've been going to him for 23 years now. Awesome. Um, and the reason I fell in love with it, because I actually also orthodontics. Believe it or not, I had a 14-year-long orthodontic journey. Wow. I had an underbite as a child. I spent my time in headgear, expanders, retainers, braces, um, only for it to retract backwards again wow. and end up having a crossbite as well. So I got braces back on, put in college, and then I underwent extensive surgery, jaw surgery. Really great. Well, you, you look great now, and you, you, you should be commended for that because it's, it's, it's not easy to go through that through your teenage years. I, I don't know if people know about teenagers. Not always the nicest people. Oh. And, and uh, yeah. um, uh, it's tough out there. We have one that lives in our house Yeah, you can. And also, as a big Simpsons fan, you know, there's a big, there's a, like, Lisa Needs Braces, the uh, dental 
the uh, orthodontic headgear part and all that stuff is not easy. So I, I, commend, I commend you for going through that. I'm glad you like the dentist so much. I'm going to keep count on my hand. That is three people who like the dentist. Everyone else doesn't. So thanks, I Nicole. look forward to it every, every six months. <laughs> That's awesome. I love going. Hey, so, Nicole, uh, millennials, like, why should dentists be concerned about millennials and, and I hate to say this word, but I'll use it anyway, catering to them? Or I should say maybe reaching out to them, right, in their, in their dental practices. So believe it or not, as of 2019, millennials did become the largest generation group in America. So I think that's why it's, they're the ones that are spending the most amount of money. It's no longer the baby boomers. And, I mean, we've been hooked on Red Bull since we are 10, 11 years old. Energy drinks, pixie sticks, Coca-Cola, See, you Paul, name it. it's good for business, yeah, yeah, right? right? I know. Yeah, yeah, the millennials are coming through for, Halloween. for yeah, yeah. You should be thanking us. We're huge spenders <laughs> over there. Trust me, you look at the, some of these rap sheets of these people, it's amazing yeah. what they're spending at the dentist because their teeth are truly rotting faster than we can keep up with at this point. Yeah. I mean, I remember at one point I was drinking five energy drinks a day. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. A lot of energy with the byproduct of cavities. So, yeah, that's. Uh... I had my first cavity um, in college. I was quite disappointed. I thought I was going to make it all the way through, and I didn't. Oh, that's because you met the Red Bull. Yeah, uh, right? I was so disappointed. I really thought I was going to be one of those people that never have one until I'm like 40. Uh-huh. Hoping. <laughs> but you never know. So millennials are, are an increasingly larger segment of the population. They, they do not eat and drink the right thing, so they yeah. are, you know, great potential patients. What do uh, should practices be thinking about to uh, to really reach out to millennials and make their uh, their practices relevant to uh, to millennials? Yeah, there's definitely a few things. They should be becoming digital. They want millennials want to see online appointment booking. We want to see you guys on Instagram, Facebook, because believe it or not, there was a study done that 80% of millennials actually believe what is posted by their dentist online on social media. And if you're actually engaging in, say, with the local football team, you make retainers for them, you're actually caring about those headgears for those moments, people are actually more likely to engage with you. And they, yeah. the first place we're going to go is your website and your reviews. We're going to look at the pictures of the practices. We want to see what it looks like. If I see a practice that maybe it looks like it's from like 1940, I don't know how I'm going to feel at that exact right, moment. Right. And if I, the big thing for millennials, 64% of them said that they would change their providers for online appointment booking because they said they don't have the time to call. They want that instant gratification just yeah. like we've had our whole lives. We want the cell phone. We want to do it at 9 o'clock at night when we have a free moment. And, and millennials aren't special about this because it's people because this happens in every transition in life where people, you know, want to call for their dental appointment instead of walk down to old Doc Smith's and make it in person. And then they want to email for it and they want to text for it and make it online. And online booking is such a key thing because for me, it keeps up momentum in my life as a busy person because it's just easy not, dentistry, dentist is not your most favorite place, place to go. So anything you can do to make it easy for a, a patient to book. And you also, I mean, I, I like to just think about people and how they work and think. And it's in, interesting, you know, we have online booking People are making some dental appointments at very weird hours of the time. <laughs> yeah, but my crazy. good amigo wakes up at 3 a.m., so he might make his then. Yeah. So, so I used to think that, you know, people would make them at 4 a.m. because they didn't go to sleep. And maybe that's when they got up and it was the first thing they did. There you go, Paul. Yeah. Well, you know, and too, for the, the old timers that are listening, you know, what Nicole said is, you know, a little baffling. But it is true. You, you know, you have to understand this is the world we live in. Yes, Facebook, social media validates you. You know, it may sound crazy. You may say, well, geez, social media, why should that, you know, that doesn't validate me. I'm, I've been a pillar in the community for, yeah. for 30 years. I don't need that. Uh, yeah, you do. When people don't walk by and pat the pillar and say, thanks, thanks for being here. And I, I just think, you know, it's also, there's not much fun in the dental office. So when you can share fun and stuff that happens that are great, like we had a really just touching uh, 
video testimonial from a patient that we sent out in multiple channels just to share a cool thing. And it's amazing how much uh, people saw it and commented on it. And you know, sharing these wins with your dental world is just so important. I think one of my favorite posts ever on LinkedIn was a case of someone who couldn't afford dental care at the beginning and their teeth had rotted out over time and they, a doctor took them on like as a pro bono case, but they posted the entire journey beginning to end. And I think I teared up a little when I saw that because it yeah. was so meaningful and impactful. Yeah. And this probably had 40,000 likes and like thousands and thousands of comments because yeah. everyone, we want to see the journey. We just don't want to see the result. We want to see how you got there, where you started, how, how everything turned out in the long run. It's sure. so impactful for us it's to real. see that. And that's what everyone wants real. Everyone could put up a facade, which we see all the time, but we want real. We want the meaningful, compassionate side of dentistry. We want to see that our dentists are engaging with our, like our culture, our society around them, our neighborhoods, that you guys are getting out participating yeah. and really making an impact there, starting with them. Yeah, and we talked about this before we came on, Nicole. And, you know, this is social media is the, the ultimate expression of you get out what you put into it, yeah. you know, and I think uh, the the practices that have been able to leverage social media well, some people that we've had as guests on our show, uh, are people that put a lot of time and energy into it, and they, they do generate and they do post things that are meaningful and real and impactful, and people respond to that, you know, the social media world picks up on that, you know, there are algorithms that are set up to promote those posts that are more popular yeah. that people see and you know but you can't just say like hey yeah I, I, I have a Facebook account and you know why aren't there more people engaging on Facebook you really have to get out there and get involved but I think what's really neat about a lot of this too some of my favorite stuff is to see the videos that are on Facebook of some offices where they've really they brought their staff in on it and they're singing songs or yeah. doing like a little, little and it's fun Dennis for everybody fun like too. Yeah. it can be fun you know and and, you know, a patient likes to see that. Like, hey, there's my hygienist. There's my dentist. Like, these are all people I know. And, like, they're just normal people, you know. Here they are. They're singing a song around the holidays or they're, they're covering some, like, you know, funny pop tune. Like, that's cool, you know. Like, they're normal people. Yeah. And, you know, patients, as we said, Nicole, they want to relate to people that are normal, that are like them, that are flawed, that are human, you know. Like, nobody wants to, like, engage with Mr. Roboto. So right? I, I like that, Robin. Uh, Rob is my good amigo and... and friend and I, 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 someone I rely on for advice. So I want to ask him in this moment, uh, Nicole, maybe it's time for your dental lawyer to do like the 12 days of cool things about lawyering, you know? Yeah. You know? Well, so like, you know. Paul, it's on the, the list. It's yeah, on yeah, the list. That, yeah. Yeah. You want to have a tort while you're having a tart? That's us. And have, you know, totally we'll outing, so, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's, uh, <laughs> that's great. So, um, uh, I think also if, if dental practices are trying to connect more with your age group and, and, you know, how, are other ways to get them into the practice and also do CareStack. Tell us a little bit about that as to what how that would help. So CareStack is like a fully encompassed practice management software. It does everything from the automated reminders to all your electronic claims, scheduling, charting. Anything to get you from point A to point B is all encompassed in the platform. So we brought in live booking, reviews, um, texting, call, two-way calling. We, we really want to see that. I'm more likely to text my dentist than I am to call him for my appointment. If there's an emergency, I'm texting him. I'm not going to pick up the phone because, goodness sakes, it might be at 10 o'clock at night, and I don't know what he's doing yeah. at 10 at night. So that's some of the really important things that CareStack brings to the space. We do want to see the patients texting back and forth. They're more likely. My boss told me a study that was done. It was like 80% or 83% are more likely to show up for their appointment if they book it themselves. Yeah. They don't need a confirmation. They don't need anything like that. 
However, we will still send out those confirmations and those reminders to make sure that they are going to show up for that appointment because no one wants an empty chair. No one wants a no-show or a cancellation. We want to know in advance. So if the patient has the ability to maybe cancel via text and let you know in advance that they can't come, come that'd be very beneficial. And we can keep a rap sheet of who's not coming in and hopefully get them back chair side. We can create patient engagement tools that are going specifically to patients that were proposed specific treatment plans and how to, I mean, I think the reason that people don't follow up on their treatment plans is probably the lack of like knowledge in that area. Like, why do I need that root canal? What is it? How is it done? People want to know. I don't want someone just coming at me with a screwdriver yeah. and like shoving it in there and a long needle. Yeah. That's not it fun. It doesn't sound pleasant. Though. No, it sounds terrible. But if you educate them on it, why it's necessary, it's not a cosmetic procedure. People are more likely to be like, okay, yeah, I should probably schedule that. And that you're sounds just like an it less issue. Weird. I mean, I went to college back in the the olden days. So there's no Facebook. Our Facebook was actually this book that they gave you to look for people on campus. <laughs> That's true. But I remember my That's parents were like, my parents were like, could you call your roommate? And I was like, you know, I'm a pretty extroverted person. And you had to do that phone call in the summer for your roommate, and it was awkward and weird, but it broke down a little bit of barriers as opposed to just showing up. And that's the same thing you can do through these channels, utilizing these things, so people just feel it's a little less weird when they walk in. They know what to expect. They see a friendly face. So I, I just think those things are so important for us to kind of, I mean, it's a, it's a dental term, bond with our patients and our future patients and, and make it easy for them. I did a challenge, and I have to thank... Uh, uh, Dr. Len Tao, who's a uh, kind of a pioneer in a lot of some of this review stuff, but he at his lectures, because I, I always want to give credits, he asks everyone to take out their phone and says, how many unread emails do you have? And he says, who has over 1,000? Everyone raised their, raised their hand. Who has over 10 unread texts? And only like 10 people do. And I did this challenge on nachos, and I gave out prizes. And the top like unread emails was over 100,000. Yeah. Most unread texts was 100, and most people had zero. So, you know, just the fact changing from email to text as we change from phone call to email. And, and you know, I always say my, my five-year-old is going to be like my dumb dad text and we send holograms to each other because it's always going to keep going. But dentists, of, of all people, have to just stay up with the communication times, which is something we haven't been particularly good at. Yeah. Well, you can't expect, you know, if, if there's have one way of people interacting with each other, but then they have to go like a totally different format to interact with you you know you want to be you want to be in the stream you know part of the the daily communication and yes and sure. like you said if it's text or social media whatever it is you know you you have to be be open-minded to uh, to changing it's funny i'm sitting here at the darby booth and i just looked over to call shoulder on the screen there I, I like this quote because it really fits in what we're talking about vintage is only cool when it's vinyl <laughs> yeah, right yeah. so to have a vintage you know patient communication network in your office is uh it's not vinyl. It's not cool. Yeah, and, and I think why we talk about in dental notch is like mechanism of communication, MOC. And I think it's tough, like, if I feel for my daughters, because when I was in college, like, I could call my grandmother on the phone. I could write her a letter. An email was something you checked at the computer lab, right? Now we have all these different things coming down on us at one time. But there's something I want to say about the text message that I just think is important. For the time being, the text message is carefully curated, to use a rod term, in your phone. Meaning I have a Dental Nachos text hotline I just developed, and I think people are responding better to that because in your phone, it's just one person. Grandma, Uncle Bob, your best friend. In your email, it's just things get thrown in there like a giant plate of nachos. So I just think for you guys to be able to communicate with people that way is awesome. Uh, what are some other things CareStack would do for uh, dental practice? Or tell me about like some of your, tell me about some of your uh, clients that are just adopted it and what they like about it? I think one of the biggest things right now would be our patient portal. A lot of people are utilizing this. We're trying to go as paperless as possible, save a few trees while we're at it. And what is that? 
So on the patient portal, each patient gets a login. From there, they can make payments that directly reflect back into CareStax Ledger. They can fill out their medical history forms. Because, I mean, as a dentist, you know, when you ask someone to show up 15 minutes early, they're showing up five minutes yeah. late. It's just the way the world works. And mm-hmm. I'm guilty of it as well. I'm showing up right at 9 o'clock. I'm not, maybe even 9.01. It's not like <laughs> I try, but yeah. it happens. I'm not showing up 15 minutes early. My, sometimes it's just physically not possible. Sometimes it's out of my hands. But if I could fill out my forms ahead of time, I would love that. If I could do it at night while I'm just right before bed, fill out my medical history forms and know that I don't have to show up 15 yeah. minutes early, even though I'm just, like, psyching myself because I know I'm not going to show up 15 minutes early. But that's a huge bonus for everyone. From there, you can, like, request appointments, book appointments, view and print your own statements. I was telling them that I don't check my mail. That sounds really bad. I probably should, unless I know an Amazon package is coming. Yeah. I don't check my mail, though. I haven't gone to the mailbox in probably a week. The mailman might not like me because he's probably shoving stuff in there at this right. point. But I can't help that. I just forget because, like, I check my email. If someone wants me, they'll get my email. They'll text me, like you said. It's personalized. I can find it right there. And I think that's really important as well. Viewing and printing, like, my own statements at the touch of my fingertips and not waiting for it to come in the mail or having to call them and say, hey, can you mail it to me by snail mail? Takes five to seven yeah. business days. It will be there, though. Yeah, let me say that. So the patient portal, like a patient actually is able to open up a page on their browser and see, it sounds like, future appointments, payment history, what other things? Maybe treatment planning things or you know, what else is on that portal? Yeah, everything you had just mentioned. Again, like making those payments, medical history forms, their treatment plans, past payments, statements. Almost everything that they would ever get in a dental practice. And then from there, they can, like, accept their treatment plans. They can sign off on those forms that would then get directly back into CareSec on the doctor's end. So there's no scanning anymore. There's no manually entering anything. It's just all automatically uploaded back into our end. See, and to me, this is kind of cool because we've had a few guests on recently. You know, we've talked about sort of the importance of continuous engagement yeah. with, with your patients. So we've talked about it in different contexts, whether, you know, it's uh, Tom Camarado with uh, dental stores, dental and, stores burst, yeah. and, and Burst, you know, that these are other ways to supply products to your patients so that you are constantly interacting with them. But the, the patient portal here sounds cool too. Yeah. I would think that there are opportunities to, to post things out uh, to, to your patients that they could see in their portal and and open that up and see messages from the practice as well? Stuff like that, yeah. Otherwise, we can send them directly to their email. Right. But we, that keeps it in a HIPAA-secure environment. That's right. why we really want to push pa- people right. to that patient portal. But it's great. So here they are. Like Even though they're not physically in your office, they're at the portal, and they're kind of in your office. Yeah, you and, know? and so you're in front of them on a more regular basis, which you know can only be a good thing. Just so we talk about it many times. And also, I do a lot of... Um, uh, implant reconstructions, and I work with periodontists. And when people do that care, Rob and Nicole, and you did it with orthodontics, it's a big part of your life, right? Like this was a big part of your life. Like you woke up every day, and your orthodontic care was something that you thought about, right? Now you might just get your teeth cleaned, and you maybe you're, you don't think about your dentist in the same way. But we have all these different people, so when people are going through these complicated things, just like in your world, Rob, when they're doing an asset purchase agreement, they're really engaged with you in this process, and for you to be able to to help them make decisions and for them to feel more part of it, it helps everybody. So, you know, the, it, you know, some people think, you know, I think when people think of the dentist, they think I go twice a year, but you know, from your own personal life, and I know from being a, someone who does a lot of implants, I'll see someone 40 times in a year, easily. Yeah, right. And for them to have a patient portal that you can interact with is just so valuable in the process. 
and it, it just keeps them bonded to you, like I've said, in, in ways that keeps up the momentum of what you're doing. And I think that's the whole whole point of the thing, you know, where, you know, when, when there was no email, people would say they didn't get the voicemail. But I always think of George Costanza listening to the voicemail, like not pretending he didn't hear it. Yeah. Because you could just say, my dog ate my voicemail, right? It's right. like, you know, and I think that's, uh, that's so, because, you know, you, you're not, you're, you're kind of focusing the patient into their dental care, which should be something they're important with. It's, it's interesting. Uh, you know what people, I was meant to say, it's like if people are doing a home improvement project, like getting their kitchen done, they're very focused on that. They'd like a kitchen portal for themselves. Right. So can't, with, their, with their mouth, it should be the same thing. Yeah. So I just think that's a, that's a, that's a cool um, uh, option that we have now as dentists, just be able to bond with our patients. It's so important. And now like another study, so many studies, but they're correlating your oral health to your overall general health. Like everything starts with your oral health, they're saying now. Yeah. Which I find is very important because, like, as you said, someone who spent every two weeks or every three weeks, I was at the dentist, the orthodontist, and my oral surgeon. I would come home from college every three weeks to make sure I could see them. It's a big chunk of my time. Yeah. I wanted to be engaged with that. And if I'm going under a knife and now I have metal bars all in my face, I wanted to know how that was going to be done. Yeah. I was not educated on it. I looked up YouTube videos. I watched the whole surgery on YouTube at one point because I just wanted to make sure that I knew what I was getting myself into. I mean... And I'm very thankful that I had those resources to do that. And I think if my doctor would have sent me the YouTube video, that would have been awesome. Yeah, managing expectations is important. It's like the same thing when we do practice transition, your thing, and even with implants. You know, and, it, and I, don't, I don't fault people. I don't know. Like, first time I ever met Rob, I said, okay, we do our asset purchase agreement. It's going to be ready tomorrow, right, Rob? And you're like, <laughs> no. Or, or my things, and people say, am I going to get my tooth tomorrow? They're, they're, not trying to either, they're not trying to be mean. They're not trying to be obnoxious. Sometimes they're just curious. So all these things that you can use, like we use with our podcast, listen to this episode about, you know, um, LOIs. You know, you right. can be delivering this information. And what's cool is uh, people are just, it's just like the text in your phone. You know, if you put a, uh, if you go to a restaurant and get on a waiting list, you want that text because you want to go eat nachos. But if it's other stuff that randomly comes, they're just not engaged with you. So this is like real engagement where you can send birthday stuff, send, you know, the dan- I'm waiting for the dancing your dental lawyers to come out for the 12 days of, <laughs> well, of, uh, of, of Festivus. 20, 2020, Paul, <laughs> yeah, will yeah. be the dancing, uh, the dancing dental lawyers. Um, now tell me, I know my people, the dentist, okay? Uh, they're not an easy people. They're very skeptical. They say they're fine. Although I have a wife, every time she says she's fine, it means not fine. I now have two daughters. One can't talk yet, but she's going to say I'm fine. I'm like, that doesn't sound like fine. So tell me some ways you get dentists to jump over this hurdle of change or doing something new with CareStack because they're used to, I had this, and it's, you know, just I used an example of BlackBerry to iPhone. You're probably too young for that, but I said I was not going to ever change from the BlackBerry, and now they barely make them. So what are some troubleshooting things you do and CareStack does to get dentists to be open-minded to trying something new? I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. It's very difficult. We all know that change is very strenuous. It's painful. So we always recommend that someone's in serious pain in order to make that change. Um... Changing practice management software is like having a heart transplant for the practice. Yeah. It's the whole central system. It's where the blood pumps in. We're taking the phone systems. We're replacing those. Those are the arteries. We're replacing everything. So it really comes down to like growth and change mindset. We all know that the cloud is something that could be quite terrifying sometimes, but I always ask the question, like, where do you bank? I bank online. That's all in the cloud. I bank with Wells Fargo. Of course, I'm banking online and in the cloud. Sure. So it is kind of difficult to overcome some of those things, but... When we talk about like pricing and everything that comes included into one single bundle, the cost savings is huge for them. It gives them more money to put into marketing, put back into their patients, put back into a party for their employees. Yeah. I don't know. Like they want, everyone likes money. They'd like to retain as much as possible. So 
Well, but it's important to spend money where it's going to make money yeah. for you, not to spend money where you don't need to. As you said, Nicole, to, to free up resources to be able to market more or do other things to help with uh, with the morale in the office or whatever. You know, there's different places to spend it. It actually has a return on that investment. And overpaying for services is not is not one of them. And, and hanging around with Rob a lot, I, I use a lot of his terms. I steal them. I call stealing them. But maybe he didn't invent words. Did you, Rob? I don't know if you did. But awareness <laughs> is important of what goes on in a practice. So just like we said, and I say this all the time with implants, why do I talk to everyone about our winning implant cases? Because they may have an aunt or uncle or grandmother that needs that. And, you know, you've had this interesting dental journey, and maybe it would be great if there was another young person who the practice shared this journey with. And I just think that's such a cool way for uh, – dentists to make, I mean, a lot of times make what they're, it's, if we finally come to it, it's taken since, it's taken eternity, but dentist, can, dentistry can be cool. I mean, there can be some cool things about it, you know, that where, you know, we're sharing these things with our patients. I mean, like I said, I'm very thankful for the entire dental industry. It's sure. changed my life, <laughs> even the way I can chew. It's given me more things than I could ever wish. So I really, I love dental. It's the best thing ever to me. Yeah, it's cool. From your perspective, you guys do, Rob does a lot of work with startups. It seems like that's a potential opportunity because they haven't done anything yet. Yes. And that's a, probably, you know, they, that, you're just a startup, you know, you're focused in that world. And yeah, it's just much, what I'm yeah. sharing with as a dentist, like, mm -hmm. this is when I would be very open to embracing the newest thing. Because I, I think, okay, I'll be good for a little bit. That, I mean, that, to be fair to us as practice owners and just as people, it's hard to constantly be changing you know, so you need this opening, like you said, with pain or maybe just a new thing. Like when you get that first baby, you know, you, you buy the stuff that people told you to get. And I think it's, a, it's an opportunity for new practice owners to kind of seem cool because that's, and that's another thing with startups, Rob, and, uh, is that um, they have a harder job bonding with patients. Not surprisingly, all of them are new. Yeah. So when you acquire a practice, you have actually this goodwill transferred. So I feel it's kind of a cool way to you know, pump out stuff about what the doctor does, cool things they do in the office. You, you mentioned something really good about that, you know, the high school sports team stuff, to share that awareness with them. Yes. Um, startups have been very successful for us. It's quite exciting to watch these people who come out of dental school and then want to open their own practice. I'm so excited for them and extremely happy as well. Um, they want the newest technology. They were born in a time, millennials, right. born in a time where everything was at their fingertips, on the cell phone, instant gratification again and user-friendly. I can't go to an Android or a PC. I don't really know how to use them. I've grown up on Macs my whole life. So for me to switch, I'd be quite difficult. But for them who aren't really attached to anything, as you yeah. had said, they're not attached to the open dentals. They're not attached to anyone at this point in time. They might have been an associate or worked on it in dental school, but they haven't really built that connection with it. So for them to implement the newest technology that's user-friendly is huge for them because it's really hard to hire right now in dental. They can't really get someone with 30 years of experience. Yeah. So they're hiring someone from Starbucks who has an incredible memory and their customer service is impeccable. Right. So having that user-friendly software is very important for them for the ease of use and training their staff. So I think it's great. It's just so much more intuitive too. And I think, you know, when you're using stuff that's relevant, you know, again, it's like you don't want to have like one way of communicating or dealing with your, you know, Technology, but then there's some antiquated way when you go to the office, right? Yeah, and, of course. And uh, you know, we have you know similar systems in our office that are more intuitive, they're more current, and you know, it's just so much easier to search and find files than back in the old days when you'd have to go like I'm not even gonna tell you how hard yeah. it was to find things digitally. But you know, it's uh, really when, especially in the startup space, as you said, Paul, we have a lot of clients, Nicole, that are doing startups. That's a, a big part of, of our practice. You know, it's like if you're going to start with from scratch. 
you don't want to start with something that's all either antiquated or about to be antiquated, yeah, right? Sure. So you know, with you know, it's like if you don't start with the latest in technology, then you know you're you're already off the back. It's it's the reason why you can watch like Star Wars still, yeah. and it's a relevant cool movie. And it's like you know, granted CDs are not a thing anymore, but I think everybody still kind of knows what CDs are. And then, you know, you watch, I forget which character it was. Was it Luke Skywalker or Princess Leia? Somebody puts, you know, the CD in R2-D2. Yeah. You know, like, that was 1977, yeah. right? You know, like, so, you know, George Lucas, for all that time, like, had kind of like a relevant thing. You know, he wasn't putting the Betamax into the R2-D2, you know, even though that was a thing yeah. back then. Everybody knew that that was going out. So, you know, if you have the opportunity to start, uh, you know, from scratch, you know, you're kind of doing yourself a disservice if you're going to start with technology that's practically antiquated. Yeah, now. and this is the stuff that you, have, you know uh, we watch a lot of Daniel Tiger in our house. He's a great parent, better than I'll ever be, and he's very into trying new things. And that's I have I have a thing for dentists, you know, JFO, just find out because you know this is the workhorse of what you're using every day. And it, there can be there can be all different levels of good out there. And dentists are lucky that we had this because my dad just had a a book and a pencil and a phone, which. And, you know, and, and sometimes when you're when you're inundated with technology, you think that must have been quaint. But, but, but it was you, the combating the yeah. Y2K. Though, but, right, but if you right. went back to that time, there's also a lot of stress with that, right? Yeah. Because you know he wants to get a patient in for an emergency. He leaves a message at their voice, their thing. She calls him back. All these things. So I just think it's it's really cool that you're sharing this and you really represent uh, a lot of what our patients want from us as dentists. And it's up to us to kind of I would say ABC always be changing. Yeah, and I think you know kind of going full circle with this. You know, we talk about millennials, you know, and people perceive when somebody is backward, you know, or, or not up to date. And, you know, as a patient, you know, Nicole being a patient here too at the table, we are the two non-dentists, yeah. Paul. But yes, exactly. You, know, you can see through that. And if you're a patient, you say like, well, if this part is antiquated and backward, like are the clinical services yeah. backward and antiquated? Because, you know, why, why wouldn't they be? You know, is this dentist keeping up with the times, you know, clinically? Are they availing themselves of the current technology with CE and other things, what they're doing for me, and it just doesn't instill confidence in the person that's treating you. For a place that people don't really want to go to anyway. So you've shared with us a lot of things. On, we're, we're having our um, uh, SNL-themed Amigos Live, uh, Nicole. We want to know um, what are some parting thoughts for our audience, and then how can people reach out to you, either if they want to learn more or hear about your journey or anything like that. They can reach out to us through the CareStack website. There is a little request information right there. Um, and and what is, what's that, uh, that URL, Nicole? www.carestack.com. Okay, it's easy to remember. Yeah, pretty straightforward on that. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn as well. Big LinkedIn user. Okay. And cool. if you were out there, you guys have parting thoughts to our audience. Any take-home nacho messages you want to share about CareStack, your dental journey, uh, millennials, anything you want to take-home points? My dental journey is when your dentist tells you to floss your teeth or to wear your retainer or your rubber bands, just do it. Like Don't that. be stubborn like I was <laughs> and think, oh, it's fine, and then wear them the last week. Because maybe if I would have, I wouldn't have the metal bars in my face that light up when I go through TSA. But that's okay. So do what your dentist says and actually show up. They're, it's really not that bad, and your teeth will feel much better if you actually go. Thanks, Nicole. This was great. You're, you are a true JBN. We have Just Be Nice here, JBN, about the dentist. Thanks thanks so much. Yeah, no, thanks, thank Nicole. you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. That's great. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another great podcast with The Dental Amigos. And don't forget to tune in next time to have the dental business demystified. If you're looking for more information about today's podcast, you can find it on thedentalamigos.com. 
If you're looking for Paul, you can find Paul at drpaulgoodman.com. And if you're looking for Rob, you can find him at yourdentallawyer.com. This podcast has been sponsored by Orange Line Media Group, helping dentists and other professionals create content people love. Find out how we can help you take your business to the next level at www.orangelinemg.com. Till next time.